I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Results Without Restriction podcast, the show where results have nothing to do with weight and everything to do with setting and reaching health and fitness goals that focus on what we're achieving and not what we're losing. We'll talk about deprogramming from diet culture and get expert advice on reclaiming your relationship with food and movement. Join me on this journey to get results without restriction. Welcome everyone. I am here with Catherine Blaze and she is a certified kettlebell specialist, personal trainer, and a cheerleader for realistic, sustainable fitness. After decades of dance and barn fitness, she dipped her pointed toe into strength training and hasn't looked back since. She believes in training for life and creating a movement plan that helps set you up for success. Welcome, Catherine. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Let's dig right in. I want to talk about what brought you to this point. I like to get into like the origin story with my guests. So walk me through kind of your journey and how you got to be at this point where you are focused on uh, kettlebells and strength training and really helping business owners specifically to, um, you know, be realistic and, and use movement as part of their plan. So if you had said to me maybe like five or six years ago, like you're going to be really in love with kettlebells and strength training, I probably would have just laughed. Like, absolutely. That's not going to happen <laughs> because my background always was like, I was a ballet dancer. So since the age of three, I was a ballet dancer. I did not consider myself an athlete. I did not do any sports. I tried to get out of running the mile every year in gym class, like was not into it. Dance was my thing, like graceful, long and lean, flexible, all that stuff. And then after college, I was having trouble finding classes that I could attend. Like I was working in a nine to five job. I couldn't find a ballet class to go to. So I started going to a local gym and doing group fitness, taking group fitness classes. I started taking like some dance cardio classes and do like aerobics classes. And that was kind of my entry into group fitness. An instructor said, oh, maybe you should get certified. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got, uh, started teaching dance cardio. It's like in a gym setting. And from there moved into bar And so I was teaching all of these, I get like mind body studio, like long and lean formats uh, for the past 12 years. And um, five, six years ago, I started having like very constant chronic neck pain. Like I could barely move my head for months. Um, I tried a bunch of different chiropractors and physical therapists. And finally, I found one chiropractor who was really focused on functional movement. And so within like the first five minutes of our session, she had like pinpointed all these issues that I needed to work on. And by the end, she goes, okay, so what you need to do is strength train. Like the prescription for you is strength training. I was like, that's absolutely silly. No, like I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to, she's like, no, you really, if you want to try and improve all of these instabilities that are going on with like the neck pain, I was having some knee stuff and like core, even though again, I was, I was very active. So I think this is an important distinction for people. Like I was very active and I was very, uh, what people would consider very fit. However, I was really lacking in a lot of areas of strength because I'm a little bit hypermobile, like I'm a little bit like too, like naturally flexible. And so I was missing these stability pieces. So 
she said, you have to start strength training. I did a few sessions with a trainer with kettlebells per her recommendation. And I just kind of like got really into it. Like I, not intentionally, I kind of wanted to not be into it, but two please. things. One, um, you were resistant. Tell me totally why, resistant. why? I mean, I know I have a feeling I know why, but go ahead and tell me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think it was, it was never something that was on my radar and it really didn't hold appeal for me. Like I, again, I mentioned before, I, have never considered myself an athlete, like in a traditional sense. Like I'm very active. I love movement. I don't love feeling like drained. Like I would force myself, but I would be teaching all this like bar. I would go happily to like Pilates and yoga, but I would force myself sometimes to go to like a hit class. Cause I was like, Oh, I should be doing more like cardio and something else. And I just was like, Oh, Gosh, like the all the jumping and sweating and burpees, like that feeling of constant like exhaustion after. I just like wasn't really into it. And I also like I was intimidated by them. I didn't know how to use them and what to do with them. So when I started working with this trainer, I something about with kettlebell specifically, because I still am not like dumbbells don't like it titillate me in the same way that kettlebells do but like something about like the really precise technique of kettlebells was really appealing to me like something like the like dancer in me who like loves choreography and loves that like precision and how you can keep working to perfect and train these like basic movements I was like oh yeah I'm into it and then being able to see like okay it's it was like a struggle to press this like 18 pound kettlebell overhead but then you're like oh wait like I just did two reps oh I just did three reps oh after a few months I can press actually like a 26 pound kettlebell so like being able to actually track and see that tangible progress all of it started to real like I was into it so it's a thrill isn't it it's, oh it's gosh, very totally. empowering you feel like a total badass when you're like yes. I can now Look at me pushing the pushing this weight around. Like, come, yeah. come start something with me. I dare totally. you. Totally, and I think so tough. Yes, and I think that what you're saying, like, like feeling like a badass again. Also, not only have I never felt like an athlete, I have also never felt like a badass. Like, that is just not a descriptor I would ever use for myself. And so, I think um, that tweak in not only other people's perceptions of me, but my own perception of myself of like what I was capable of doing and that I was surprising myself that like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can lift this. It's heavy and that's okay. I can, it really like rocked my mindset um, in the best way. So I'm still teaching bar and dance at this point at gyms across uh, New York City and New Jersey. But as I'm teaching them, I'm like, oh, I just wish I was doing kettlebells. <laughs> like, so I very quickly became obsessed with kettlebells. I decided I was going to get certified in kettlebells. So I completed my strong first kettlebell certification. And then I was like, I, like, I don't know if I can keep teaching these other formats because like my heart's not in it. And what I really know is important is that all these women that are here in my classes, because it was like 99.9% .9 women in like the dance cardio, dance sculpt bar, like I know actually what they need is strength training because 
they complain about all these like aches and pains and things going on. And I'm like, okay, but so the solution that I think I can offer you is heavier weights. So I was trying to figure out a way to kind of move into like a kettlebell focus, which was proving challenging because I was already really like niched into this like bar world at all these gyms. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> Um, the pandemic shut everything down, all the gyms closed and I missed those classes 0%. Like I was like, I, nope, I'm fine. Don't need to go back to ever doing those things. And what I really want to keep doing is kettlebells. So that was for sure a silver lining of the pandemic. It was the forced stop that I needed. And so at that point I was like, okay, I want to get this message out. I want to take the scary out of strength training and I'm going to start to try and get more women involved. I'm going to like try and take this like mystery and intimidation factor away from kettlebells. And that's when I start my business. So a couple things, like I love that you had your kind of your own resistance to weights, weight training, resistance training, and just because you didn't see yourself as somebody who lifts weights. Yep. Um, and that, you know, even though it was absolutely what you needed, you were like, but well, you know, this is not where I'm comfortable. It was a, it was a stretch for you. No pun intended. Ah, <laughs> pun intended. Well done. Now you're trying to recruit. So then you go back into your classes where you're like, listen, fam, I got, you know, I think, I think we need to talk. I think we all need to, you know, try, you know, branch out because you had that experience. So you're yeah. like, look, I went through it. I'm on the other side. Let me show you how the, how your life can improve. Because women in general, you know, especially maybe 10, not, I would say I got into weights probably, I don't know, 25 years, in my early 20s. We'll just say mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for me, but I was always kind of like athletic and, and mm -hmm. bulkier. So it didn't bother me. But I know a lot of women have that mindset and they've, yeah. you know, they've been kind of fed this line of, you know, weights. Weights will make you both lift, lift a 10, do 10, uh, 10 pound reps of bicep curls. And you're going to look like Arnold and women are like, Oh no, I don't want that. And it's like, yeah, that is not even in remotely how it works, but yes, you know, so there's just been this built in resistance and these messages for women and strength training that, you know, this is not what you want. You want the, you want the pink weights. The you pink want weights. And you've said this, you said the long and lean, which is like, oh, yeah. like yeah. If, let's stop talking about long and lean. Cause that's like, that's, not a thing. You're never going to get longer than you are right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I, I feel like I can really say all this because I was that person. Like I was fully indoctrinated, like coming from ballet land, that was very deeply rooted. Like I spent my days in front of a mirror staring at myself in a leotard and tights. Genetically, I am a small boned slender person. Genetics, like didn't work at it. Like that's how my body is. And still like as a kid, there were for sure like ballet teachers that said like your thighs are too bulky. You're getting too big. Like it didn't rattle me as much then as it now, like looking back on it, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> right. what in the world? So when I moved into group fitness, I moved into like a pathway that was like a really easy transition for me, which was still in that like, again, long and lean in quotation marks, 
like female focused, um, like from a conventional fitness perspective, female focused formats. So bar, Pilates, yoga, dance. And there's just such a, like a split in this like strong divide. It feels like between that and then weights, which be like heavier weights, which becomes this kind of more bro, uh, masculine, muscly, like I'm going to grunt and uh, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I didn't step foot on the floor, like on the weight, on the floor, the main floor of the gym. Like that was not a place I went. Like I went to the studio. Like I went to the bar studio. I went to the yoga studio. I went to the main studio, taught dance. I did not step foot on the floor with all the weights and the machines and all that stuff until... Again, I started training with kettlebells and I had to like carve out a little space there because I was in fact still surrounded by a lot of like grunting bro energy. It's a hard like veneer to crack and to kind of like break down that like assumption, expectation that people have. These women that were in my classes with me for years were watching me like saw me after I taught their bar class, then go to the floor and start training with kettlebells on my own. So they were seeing that I was transitioning into this strength world. And they were like, oh, no, like I could never do that. I don't have any upper body strength. I am afraid of hurting myself. I don't want anyone to see me out there. Like there's all these, like these fears and concerns about the weights. and like so much of that is like a societal thing and it's fitness industry with like a capital F fitness that's really done people a disservice by creating this like strict binary of what is appropriate for women to do in terms of like this goal of long and lean and this goal of like aesthetics only and I'm like your toddler weighs 35 pounds you are carrying him around like all day so why are you so hesitant to lift up a 15 pound weight because your toddler is more than double that mm -hmm. and i think people just don't see the comparison between like the real life applications but that's what we need to train for so like that like the training for real life whatever that looks like for you is like the goal for me the goal of strength training is just life like can i keep up with actual life and my very active seven-year-old like i need to just train to keep up with him let's discuss i have a seven-year-old yeah. as well oh and my god Listen, i started late so i'm already tired i was tired <laughs> when he got here and now it's just like i yeah. i need to really I, yeah i have always considered myself a very energetic active person like i really consider myself that no <laughs> compared to the seven-year-old boy i am like you're spongebob <laughs> i just it is mind-blowing. I just was like, oh, I am not on this level. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I really have to, you got to, like, work at it. You got to work to keep up and to, like, I want to be able to be there to, like, run around on the playground with him and to, like, be the mom that is not afraid to do those things or afraid, like, that I can pick him up and carry him when I need to. Like, still at seven, like, when he fell off his bike a couple weeks ago and or her scooter and I piggybacked him and the scooter home like blocks so like this is just something that came up and I'm like yeah okay let's roll with it 
Well, but, let me ask you, is he your only? Can yes. I ask? Okay, yep, he's same only. here. So yeah. we we become the default playmates. Oh, I am when, the playmate. Like, ra rainy oh. day, whatever, we can't go outside. Guess what? Yes. Where we get roped into whatever adventure. So, so many you better, games. So you better be ready games. for like whatever he's devising. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of already covered why, you know, a little bit about why strength training is so important for women mm -hmm. and the messages that we're receiving. One, we're the fitness, capital F, fitness industry yep. telling women stay small. Yes. Right. Do do the things that, that keep you small, make you small, um, but also by the way, you're also going to be caregivers for small yeah. children <laughs> yeah. and you're going to have, you know, you're going to carry groceries and you're going to yeah. have a life outside of this gym where you come you know, like a few days a week and you do all this stuff to make you smaller. Um, so you yeah. should probably think about how you can carry groceries, carry your kids, not get injured, not, you know, have these aches and pains as you get older, because um, I'm getting to that point where I just wake up and things hurt. And I'm like, I didn't mm. even do anything. I, d I slept. And yeah. that now I'm injured. Like this yeah. is where we are in life. So having that, the, you know, like you said, those stabilizer muscles and the smaller muscles working together to prevent injury and yes. keep things aligned, you know, posture as we get older and resistance training for bone strength. Oh my gosh. Well. All of it. Yeah. So many, so many things. And that mindset kind of like um, the way you see yourself. Yes. It's really important. I think for a lot of women to start seeing themselves as their own Shiro. Hero, hero, yeah. Shiro. We'll use, Shira. we'll go with Shiro. Um, like and being able to do the things for themselves, do all the stuff, right? Be, yeah, do, just live, like live your life. Live life, right? Yeah. Without depending on other people to do things for you or, you know, avoiding injury and just feeling strong and mentally and physically. So tell me why kettlebells versus dumbbells or barbells or you know yeah. free weights but kettle talk to me specifically about kettlebells so i was introduced to kettlebells because that is what the um like the trainer per, that's what they were using and they're using it because of all of these amazing benefits but that's why i am lucky that i kind of like that was my intro to strength training it was with kettlebells from the beginning so kettlebells a they're incredibly versatile and their ability to do all the things that you can do with like a dumbbell or barbell, like squats and deadlifts and all that kind of stuff. But also you can do a lot of ballistic movements with a kettlebell, like snatches and swings. And again, this is something that these are things that perhaps as a beginner, you would not do for a while. So don't let that intimidate you, but the possibilities are there. And it's also portable, like it's small, relatively small and portable. And you, like I've brought it on vacation before when I was like training for something <laughs> particular, like I put it in the car with our luggage and you can you have like one or two of them and that can really progress you for years. Like you, it's not like you need a whole dumbbell set. You don't need like a giant barbell set up. And especially now, like again, so many of us are training and trying to work out and move at home. Um, and maybe haven't gone back to the gym. Um, so if you want equipment and like to get like the most bang for your buck and have the versatility, kettlebells are for sure it. Also, kettlebells are just more ergonomically comfortable to hold just because of the way there's like a handle, there's the big bell at the bottom. And so the way you hold it, it enables it to be a little bit more comfortable. And because of the way it is designed, you have this offset center of gravity 
everything you do, the minute you pick that thing up, you are recruiting so many stabilizing muscles just to hold it because it's offset. It's, it's not totally symmetrical. It's not totally balanced. So it really mimics a lot of real life stuff. Like if you're holding that by your side, that it feels like the same way you would be holding a heavy grocery bag or something like that. Because they're so versatile, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. Like if you have seen them on social media, people do all kinds of like flows, they do kettlebell juggling, like there's all sorts of things you can do. However, if you're starting with kettlebells, like with anything, you're going to start at the beginning and you're going to learn the foundations. And so it's just a really great tool. Working out at home for all of us who, you know, when the pandemic hit and gyms closed and we were like, okay, how do we work out at home? Like we could go outside, we could go for a run, we could kind of do yeah. some body weight stuff, but that's really only going to get you so far. If you were used to working out in a gym and you were like, oh, I really miss, you know, having my weights or having mm -hmm. like kind of a well-rounded, you know, fitness program that I can do at home. So kettlebells, convenient, you know, you can keep them in like the corner, like you don't need yeah. a full setup. You only need a couple, right? Yes. So you can, they're, they're highly versatile, different, different movements, different exercises. And you can use the same one for all of them. I love that because like we put in a whole, we put in, a, I'm not going to lie. We put in a whole gym. We didn't really have to. We could have gotten a couple yes. of things and been happy, but we're like, look, we knew, we knew we were never going back to the gym <laughs> like ever. Like I've been wanting to sales. <laughs> we, yeah, we knew we were never yeah. going back to the gym anyway. So we're like, let's just take that money and invest and, and put yes. in all and do all that stuff. But having just being able to say, look at here's if, if you don't have the room in your house for an entire, uh -huh. you know, setup, you can't, you can't dedicate a whole room to fitness in your house. Yes. Um, move to the South. They make really big houses here and they're cheap. <laughs> just kidding. No one, just kidding. No one move here. It was a joke. <laughs> I would <laughs> zero out of 10 tacos do not recommend like um anyway but it's nice to be able to be have a small corner you can have yeah. like your your kettlebells your mat your you know if you have anything else I, ha I have a wheel I have like my mm -hmm. yoga stuff stuff like that and just have that be really convenient and you can tuck it out of the way yeah. um so you mentioned that there are so foundational movements with kettlebells. And yes. so tell, walk me through a little bit like how when you work with a client, if they're just starting out with resistance training or if they've come from a gym and they haven't done any kind of kettlebells, what does it look like to start on a kettlebell program? With kettlebells, but with any strength program, really, it's the focus is on like the basic movement patterns. So squat, hinge, like a deadlift, push, pull, lunge, and a carry, like anti-rotation or like carries. And that is the foundation. Like, that's it. If someone's coming to me and they've never touched a kettlebell before, then we're going to start very slowly building those things. So there's always going to be body weight work involved as well because that's going to help support these movement patterns that we're training. But, you know, we're going to start with some body weight squats and gradually learn how to pick up the kettlebell correctly, safely, and then squat holding the kettlebell, like a goblet squat. So it's right in front of your chest. You're holding it with two hands. You squat with it. Maybe we'll do some carries. So you like hinge backwards. You grab the kettlebell from the floor and pick it up like you were picking up a suitcase. So you hinge back, you pick up your suitcase, and then you go for a walk. Like that is a suitcase carry. And 
it's amazing like that if you want like a core exercise that is really going to mimic real life stuff like this one's amazing because this again this is something we do every day and for some reason I think we think about fitness as like a really isolated part of our day and we're like okay yeah I did my hour at the gym and now I'm done but really, like if we can integrate a bit better, um, not only I think will does it help the mindset around fitness and maybe like the motivation to see like how everything ties in, but it also makes it like a more frequent and accessible part of the day where like if you're sitting at your desk all day and you have your kettlebell like behind you, like I have like all my kettlebells literally like right here behind me, um, I could stand up, pick up the kettlebell, do five or 10 squats, and then put the, put it down, sit down, get back to work. So it's like this integration of like how it all fits together. And so if we're starting with a new client and doing these suitcase carries, it's like, okay, I can say like, look, this is exactly how you're going to pick up your grocery bags at the store. And so not only am I seeing why I'm doing it, like, why are you making me do this suitcase carry? I'm like, well, because you're, you carry stuff all the time. Like you carry your luggage, you carry your groceries. So you see why, which I think is for me, at least is really important. I want to understand like, why am I doing this? Like what purpose is it serving in my life? So we're going to see why. And it's, again, it's setting, it's a movement prep. It's, it's setting you up your training for carrying those grocery bags like maybe sometimes the grocery bags are really heavy and you're worried that you're going to like tweak your back just getting them to the car but if you've been trained if you've been doing suitcase carries you have learned how to like hold your body correctly and how to pick it up safe so again it's this integration that I just really would love more women especially to see how it all ties in and how strength training isn't this like uh kind of scary thing for the gym that maybe I have to do once in a while but like yeah this is part of this is like a supplement that I'm going to commit to multiple times a week so that I can take care of my body like now and into the future because it's also like a longevity thing where if you're not working your body under load you're not doing that resistance training and building strength then your muscles aren't going to really be able to support you when you're 70. So this is like an insurance policy for future you. Yes, 100%. Um, and not only that, but it's never going to be easier, and I'm using this in quotes, to, get mm -hmm. it, to, to start getting into something new than it is right now. Yeah, I think... The longer you wait, yeah, the longer you wait to start yeah. something, the harder it's going to be. Starting is the hardest part of fitness, 100% the hardest. We had to remodel our kitchen. There was much upheaval for three months. I legitimately did not touch a kettlebell for three months because there was nowhere for me to do it. Like there were workers in my house every day for three, there was nowhere to go. I didn't touch a kettlebell for three months. I didn't feel so good after that. Like my body was not so happy. When the workers were gone, it was so hard to start again and get, and again, I am a fitness professional. I train people to do this. I like, it is my job. It's my career. It's my profession. I'm so passionate about it. I love it. It was a struggle. I had a hard time getting back into that routine. And if you can start to build that routine and commit to that program, then like the benefits are just like too many to count. 
we this episode is not long enough. We can't we can't even. Oh my gosh, I can just keep yeah, talking. We can't. I could just. <laughs> Catherine, we cannot be here all day just to list the, the benefits of resistance training. So, but yeah, so future you will be thankful and yeah. you'll be glad you started, even if it was yeah. uncomfortable or hard and that you yeah. at least, you know, got into it and added it to whatever yeah. kind of fitness program you are already doing or not doing. Yeah. But I think it's also like, it's also just never too late to start. So like, yes, agree. there's no better time than now. And like the earlier you start, the better. And it's never too late to start. So don't like, sometimes I think I've had people, clients tell me like, oh, it's like, like it's too late for me. <laughs> the ship is sailed, but no, the ship has not sailed. There are people that start lifting heavier weights at 70 or 75 or like it, there's, it's never too late. Like you can always try something new. You can always make a change. So start. All right, let's talk about starting. Tell me about your program. There are a couple ways to work with me. One-to-one -one personal training is the basic conventional approach. We're going to dive into your personal goals. This is all virtual. So I think this is actually really fun also, the, the virtual aspect. I've had a number of clients that have been hesitant and been like, like Zoom, we're going to do kettlebells on Zoom. I, I don't know. But honestly... It is so amazing. I have clients roll in at in the early morning hours. Their kids are still sleeping. They're in their pajamas. They're in their kitchen with one kettlebell and a mat. And we make we get it done. And then it's like, you know, 7:30 a.m. they go on with their day. So I think that the ability to just you've eliminated your commute, you've eliminated any like, again, pressure of having, like, people watching you or, like, other people in the gym watching you. Um, you don't have to get dressed. Like, don't get dolled up for me. Like, wear your pajamas. I love do, it. Do it. Do get dressed. Don't get I dressed mean, yes, up. Do get dressed. I don't know what kind of kettlebell <laughs> program that is, but no thank you. That is don't not see being that. offered yeah. at this time. <laughs> but, yes, don't get dolled up. Wear your PJs. Wear your sweats. Or if you love to get, like, into your fancy workout gear, great. The other option is I offer like a small group training program where it kind of merges like the best of one-to-one -one personal training. It's like a really small, like six women max and ha still having some community and support and encouragement that you would get in like a group fitness class. So, um, and that meets three times a week, uh, like 45 minute sessions. And in both of these cases, whether the small group training or the one-to-one, -one, what is really important to me, and this is, so kettlebells can still be made, of course, like anything, into like a boot camp, burnout, work till you're in a puddle on the floor kind of thing. That is not my goal. <laughs> That's not how I learned kettlebells. That's not how I coach with kettlebells. So my philosophy and approach is I want you to walk away from our session feeling better than when you started. So like more energized and more balanced and strong. So the goal is never like depletion or fatigue or sore or maybe even sweaty, like because sweaty and sore are not required for a good workout. Challenging your body 100%. Yes. You, challenging but not overwhelming and not working to the point of total fatigue or to a point where you can't 
come to our next session because you're still so done from the other ones. So it's like this fine line of challenge, but also feeling successful and proud of what you've accomplished in that session. And so recovery is like built into the session. And so the way the sessions are designed, it's to give your body the recovery it needs to do each exercise or each movement successfully. The goal for me is like we're constantly aware of form and doing things really mindfully and intentionally and like seeing these really amazing results without destroying our body. Like I want you to feel great after the, I want you to feel better than when we started. That's the goal. Oh, I love that you build in like recovery time mm -hmm. into the program because I think a lot of people have this um, misconception that one, they need to work out every single day. Mm -hmm. They need to be like totally beat and exhausted by the end. They need to yeah. you know that, um, you know, work out till you puke feeling like if yeah. they no pain, they, no gain. Exactly. Yeah. And well, my second grade teacher used to say no pain, no brain. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you actually get stronger on your rest days. Yes, like correct. that is when the magic happens. So yep. rest is such an important part of any kind of strength training or fitness programming. And like, you, that's how your body kind of um, adapts to the changes and the, and the challenges that you are bringing to it. So yes. when somebody works with you and they sign up for your, your program and they, they're working from home, what, what's the story with equipment? They just need kettlebell, and so just they, do you tell them I mean, what to I, buy? I, or ship, do you... I ship them a kettlebell as part of the. Oh, so it's thing. included in the program price, so they don't have to go out and research and find the right one. Yeah, just for be like, look, here you go. Here's the one. That's yeah, all you need. For one to one training, it's included in both pat like all of those packages, and then for the small group training like the small group program, if they pay in full, that's like a pay in full bonus that I ship them a kettlebell. Yeah. Oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Because I think people have like equipment overwhelm. Yeah. Of course. Like, oh. I mean, it's totally stressful to try and pick that out. So yeah. That's nice. So then you're like, don't worry about it. Fam, I got it. you. It'll show up at your house. <laughs> right. And then you just, and then you just dive in and you can yes. get started. I love this. So you are now available for one-on-one -on -one coaching and also your group fitness program. And so yes. what I'm going to be doing is listing all of your, um, I'm going to put all your links in the show notes, how people can find you, connect with you on social, you're on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. So I have all that information there. Um, so Catherine, what I like to do at the end of every episode is have my guests provide us with their top three tips. Now this can be anything. It's up to you. The world okay. is your oyster. Okay. All right. So three tips. I think I would say very, like, very simply, just start, move more, and pick up something heavy. I think those three things will, so simple, but will take you so far. And um, again, it's like the simple stuff and the basics that kind of get glossed over because they're not flashy and they don't sell like again fitness industry the they're selling new formats and new like bangle weight bracelets and jumping on a trampoline while you you like there's so much stuff and again like that stuff is 
fun and fine and any movement is good movement. So I think this is a really important distinction because we should all be moving more. So like that's again, one of my tips is like just move more. If you love yoga and if you love hiking and if you love rock climbing and you love rebounding trampoline classes, you should do that. Like do it. That's amazing. I love it. It's fun. I love to dance. I haven't gone to a dance class in a while. I need to get my butt there soon. And strength training should also be a part of your movement diet. So uh, like the nutrients you need, strength training is one of them. So you can be a yogi and also strength train. You can be a Pilates professional. Like I've had a few clients that were like Pilates pros. They started incorporating uh, kettlebells into their own training and have seen so much progress in how they're feeling incorporating those things so it's like move more find something like that you enjoy just move more throughout the day every day all the time move more also strength train and like pick up something heavy so that you're prepared for life and third is just start so start somewhere get support like find an expert to teach you some of the basics so that then you can like run with that knowledge and yeah and safely proceed safely proceed safety first (laughs) i would just encourage listeners if you have any questions if you have any hesitations questions concerns if there's something you find helpful in this episode i would love for you to you can tag me at katherine.blaze on instagram tag me and tag lori and just Tell us, tell us what you learned and what you, what you took away from this episode. I have to say, I follow Catherine on Facebook and she has some really good posts about, you know, kind of breaking down people's misconceptions about strength training and exercise and things like that. And especially for women who are, you know, thirties and beyond and, and what it looks like to kind of incorporate this into their lives. So if you are on Facebook, I recommend um, friending or following Catherine to just get your eyeballs on the stuff that she is sharing. I really love to chat with people about movement and strength and kettlebells. And so I, I would just love to hear from you. Well, Catherine, this is wonderful. I am so appreciative. Strength training is just for me important. And I love that there are other women who are out here who just want to spread the good word. Um, So this has been a great episode. I really appreciate the time that you have taken to come and talk to us about kettlebells today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe. So you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show and connect with a health and wellness provider committed to helping you ditch diets and achieve results without restriction. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.